This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the program this morning. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastruam. And we're continuing a series of lessons that we started a few weeks ago on how to win a soul to Christ. Just to remind you where we started in Proverbs 11 and verse 30, the Bible says, He that winneth souls is wise. Friend, the smartest thing you'll ever do is learn how to be a soul winner. Uh, If you perhaps have tried it in the past and it didn't go so well, then this is the lesson for you. Let me refresh your memory on what we've already advised, and then I'm going to just focus on one last piece of advice for this lesson. But here's what we've covered so far. Number one, you need to know that you're saved. You need to have assurance of your own salvation, and this will lead to the second thing we talked about, boldness. Remember that you have been authorized by the king. We talked about having gospel tracts on you everywhere you go. We talked about being a member of a good church that promotes evangelism. We talked about being respectful, patient, and gentle with people as you talk to them. Uh, We talked about being ready to answer. People are going to have questions. One of the best ways to learn your Bible is to be a soul winner. Because as they ask questions, it will challenge you to learn your Bible better. We talked about listening. Be a good listener. People, they have problems. They have questions. And if you are not patient enough and respectful enough to listen, um, then they're probably not going to return the favor and listen to you. We talked about being compassionate. That is, being genuinely concerned for the spiritual condition of the people around you. Today, we're going to talk about this. And that is... One key to being a good soul winner is you must practice. You must practice. Just like anything else in life, you're going to try, and the first few times that you try a new thing is probably not going to go so well. Everybody learns by experience. So my last piece of advice to you, and what we're going to talk about today, is you need to get out there and learn. Learn on the job. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Let's not miss the first part of that that verse. Follow me. Jesus didn't call Peter, Andrew, James, John, the other guys, and said, all right guys, now we've just met and you've been listening to a few of my sermons. Now, head on out there and start preaching. That's not what he said. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. It took time before Jesus sent them out two by two to preach the gospel on their own. First, they spent time with Jesus. They watched him interact with other people. They watched him and listened to him explain the gospel. And that is what got them ready to go out on their own. And I say on their own, they went two by two, but without Jesus right there standing over their shoulders supervising them, they went out on their own just to, to be soul winners. But first they followed somebody. So my advice on this, when you get out there and start learning on the job, better to be in the shadows. We call this the shadowing principle where we will go out and I will have somebody with me and I will do the talking. 
I will interact with the person. I want my shadow or whoever's looking over my shoulder. I want them just to stand there and listen. I don't need them to engage. I don't need them to become part of the conversation. They don't need to get sidetracked and walk off somewhere else and start passing out tracks or uh, pick up their phone and take a call. I need them to be paying attention, but they just listen and learn. So that's a really good way to get some experience is borrow the experience from somebody else that's been doing it longer. Now you can listen to people teach lessons about it. And I tell plenty of stories in my sermons of interactions that I've had with sinners uh, in various places and context and settings. But being out there live, right when it's happening, there's just something a little different because you, you actually can feel the spiritual atmosphere of, of, of the pressure of the moment and everything that's involved. And it teaches you how it can be dealt with. Now, sometimes you can learn from that person's mistakes. Sometimes as we walk away, I'll say, you know what, next time I, I would have said this or I should have said that. Now, after a while of doing that, I remember when I first got saved, uh, my wife and I, we would go to our pastor's house every night and we'd pray together, eat together. We'd fold some gospel tracts and we'd go out on the streets with him. We'd go to car parks and walk up and down the streets. We'd get in the church van and we'd ride up and down the roads looking for groups of people to talk to. And for the first several weeks, my wife and I just listened. But then eventually it was my turn to talk. So after I'd heard my pastor do it for a while, then he we switched places. And I began to, uh, to, to be the one doing the speaking. And he would be there to back me up. Because obviously I'm a little shaky. And if I start to get something wrong or if I don't know how to answer, he was right there with me to assist in, in that process. Now, do you see why you need a good church? Do you see how that's going to be important to this? I hope your pastor is doing the work of an evangelist. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Every pastor should be a soul winner. If your pastor is not a soul winner, find a new pastor. It's as simple as that. Because you need somebody to teach you how to be a soul winner. He needs to be setting that example. Alright, so you get out there. You listen to him. And then after a while, he listens to you. And then he's able to give you some feedback and say, you know, good job. This could be improved upon. That needs to be changed. And you're learning. That's all part of it. And guess what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to work up the boldness. The Holy Spirit will touch your heart and say, go talk to that person. Or invite that co-worker to church. Or approach this other situation. And, and you're going to feel led and moved of God to go do it. You're going to work up the boldness. And off you go. You start the conversation. And my goodness, it doesn't go as you expected. And you get a bit flustered and overwhelmed and you feel like you did a bad job. Okay, that's part of learning. You tried, right? You tried. Here's what you do. You come back to your pastor. You say, Pastor, here's what happened. How do you think I should have handled that? Learn from it. You can go back to that person if the opportunity is there and say, listen, uh, we had a chat the other day and I'm so sorry. I, I really didn't know what to say or you know, I said this and this. Come to find out I, I, I wasn't uh, completely right about that. This is how it actually works. This is all part of it. This is part of being a soul winner. I remember after I first uh, started doing this on my own, of course, went out with my pastor every night for six months. 
But then as time went on, I didn't stay right over his shoulder, nor did he stay over mine. We were able to branch off and have our own separate conversations at the same time with, with sinners on the streets and things like that. And, and one night I was talking to two young men and I took them all the way through the gospel and at the end I asked them, would you like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? And they said, absolutely. I said, that's wonderful. And I showed them Romans 10.13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I said, listen, if you've understood the gospel and, and you know that Jesus wants to save you, He's ready to save you, uh, just call out to Him now. Ask Him to save you and He will. And those two young men, they bowed their heads and one by one they prayed and they asked Jesus to save them. And I was thrilled. Those two young men started to walk down the street and an older gentleman approached me and he was a pastor of a different kind of church. And this pastor walked over to me and uh, he was an African-American gentleman and, and very nice. But he said, uh, son, did you just tell them boys that if they called upon the name of the Lord that they'd be saved? I said, yes, sir, I did. He said, well, did you know that the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 in verse number 38? And then he started to quote the verse. Well, now I'd, I'd read that verse, but I'd only been saved a few months. so I really didn't understand a lot about its context. He not only quoted verse 38, that man actually went and started to quote the entire chapter from memory. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know how to respond to that. And he, he had the approach of you must be baptized in water in order to have eternal life. You cannot have the Holy Spirit unless you've been baptized in water. Now at the time I did not know how to respond to all of the explanations and arguments that he was putting forth. We had a very nice calm, peaceful conversation, but we did not agree. I told this pastor, we talked for about an hour, and I said, listen, I, I, I've not really thought about all of this completely. I'm going to go home and think and pray about this. Well, I actually drove straight from that conversation back to the church, and I remember getting down. I left the lights off in the church. I got down on my face, laid down on the floor, face to the floor, and prayed about an hour and I wept and I said God is that man right have I misunderstood the gospel what how, Lord what's the truth of this and while I'm on the floor I'm I'm going over the verses that he said I'm actually looking in my Bible at certain points and I thought Lord how does this work how does this work and after a while I went to my pastor I told him about the conversation my pastor explained the the falsehoods and that other man's approach and I was able to call that pastor back and say, sir, you might remember me from a few days ago. And he said, uh, I thought you'd be calling soon. And I said, well, sir, I, I, I appreciate you taking time with me. Here is why I don't agree with what you said. And I was able to give him an answer. And, of course, I did not convince him. But I was able to stand my ground. I became better prepared to help the next person that believed like that man had explained. That was not a failure on my part. I didn't do anything wrong, I was learning. But I had to learn through experience. You've got to practice. You've got to practice. So I want to encourage you, get out there and practice. Talk to somebody. One of the most thrilling things that you'll ever do in your Christian life is talk to somebody else about the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn to be a soul winner. It is the smartest thing you'll ever do. 
If you have any questions on this topic, we'd be happy to help. Please feel free to reach out to us. You'll find our contact details on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.